hello assalamualaikum everybody hope you're all safe sound and healthy and um i think people are uh noticing um two two uh uh news you can say uh that there are it's going uh viral all over the internet um one piece of news is the death of little omar who's about 9 years old he's finally succumbed uh he uh, he passed away yesterday and what caused it now obviously um i would simply say um the pakistani establishment the pakistani army um g the judiciary as well and obviously very very obviously very directly uh, maryam nawaz and her family ptm the illegal government they are all directly responsible for his death i would say that they murdered the child in cold blood um he basically had an acute grief attack um this is by the way his medical report um so it was mentioned on his medical report that he suffered from acute grief attack and although these people who are responsible for his grief and for his eventual passing away um they are act- they actually have the gall the audacity to bark in front of us and once again play politics um you know and trying to make excuses the fact remains that his father because he was a pti member uh farooq ibad uh because he is a member of pti and he was one of the prominent members who they decided to illegally arrest basically kidnap uh by falsely accusing him of being involved in the false flag operation that was done by the state managers themselves the 9th may sharad um they kidnapped him and they arrested him they put him in jail and then and not just jail but they took him to military uh detention which is against the law against the constitution and because of that his son suddenly um suffered hugely he had this trauma and uh, since then he was hospitalized and he's finally passed away um and on the other uh, side we have another news circulating um about this pseudo journalist he's basically one of those journalists who are not real journalists but like you know the mainstream media and the mainstream journalists um they're basically paid by um politicians uh such as nawaz sharif and you know zardari and stuff he's basically their mouthpiece we have two major mouthpieces of theirs one is kamran khan so every time kamran khan speaks um understand that he's basically um giving you a dictated form a narrative um of the establishment and every time this person speaks this javed choudhry who i seriously don't even know who listens to him because i know i don't uh when he speaks you know that he's the mouthpiece for the uh shri family and zardari family but most uh, especially the shri family and he is suddenly barking uh about how it should be the state policy to just kidnap every single member of pti i mean this boy has just died and yet um this man is so shameless 
that he is st- he is actually mouthing off about how every single PTI member should be kidnapped and forcefully uh, made to disappear uh, by the state, uh, by the establishment. And he's saying that this should be the state policy. Why? Because all the cases made against them are obviously illegal and uh, the courts uh, keep on throwing their cases out. Uh, and so, you know, he basically is, is he is actually inciting uh, state terrorism against the public. Um, if if this were somebody talking exactly the same words about Jews and Israel, the whole world would have come down on him. The whole world would have just cracked his head open. But no, because he's talking about regular Muslims, regular Pakistanis, be they Muslims or non-Muslims, it doesn't matter, as long as they're Pakistanis. So as long as he's talking such, he's inciting such violence and hate, so now suddenly there's no case to be made against him. Um, there is no charge of treason against him. Um, the whole world is suddenly pretending he didn't say a word. That shows the sheer hypocrisy of the Western world that created this chaos in Pakistan and now are pretending as if they have nothing to do with it. And it shows the sheer hypocrisy of their dogs that they've let loose here, who are traitors right down to the core. Um, As I've said before, Pakistan was long before taken over by traitors, and these are their descendants. So these are those ass lickers. They licked the asses of the British, and now they're licking the asses of the British minions, the Americans. And this ass licking will go on from generations to generation because they are tied by a slave contract after all what do you expect from them so be they in the establishment be they in the judiciary be they in the army or the uh, so-called bureaucratic machinery um, be they in the uh, pseudo political parties it doesn't matter Uh, at the end of the day they're just ass lickers and dogs uh, sellouts and bitches that you can, you know, there's no, there's no other way to take care of such people except to draw and quarter them, hang them, and kill them. Now, that is what people need to talk about. They need to talk about how the public of Pakistan really needs to now go and kill every single one of those people who are in the establishment, in the army, especially the chief of army staff. They need to kill every single member of the Sharif family and the Zardari family. They need to kill every single member of their political parties. They need to kill every single member of the PDM and of the caretaker governments, every single one of them. That is the only way Pakistan can be stirred back to sovereignty. There is no other way. I'm sorry. Now, that is something that people need to think about. I know people actually think about it and people are gearing up for it. But um, because, as I said, as uh, Pakistan doesn't have the history of actually fighting, you know, we got our land fairly peacefully. The bloodshed that occurred occurred after we got Pakistan. But Qaid Azam, in his own right, um, he just created Pakistan on paper constitutionally as a constitutional expert, as a lawyer, and as a person who was quite wise enough to be able to map out two new countries, well, one new country, which later on turned to two new countries, which originally was his intention of two new countries anyway. So the point is he was he managed to map out con- uh, a new country um, peacefully. So Pakistanis do not have a history 
of actual revolution of actual you know violence against state um they have never had to uh fight aggressively uh basically and that is why you know pakistanis this this is exactly what the us and the traitors are taking advantage of and this is why pakistanis need to change themselves they need to revolutionize themselves they need to become more aggressive they need to become more violent towards the state managers especially since the state managers have committed treason against the state and remember we the public are the state we are the real state So now we come back to little Omar and a little more about him uh why justice for Omar has gone viral why his death has incited anger um and why people are questioning and even wondering that if if the core of Pakistani nation doesn't get shaken by his death then we really are a dead nation why because look the the little boy like many other kids uh like him many other pti members their family members they have all gone through this they've all gone through this trauma this suffering um where their wives get taken their children get taken their um parents get taken and this little boy he saw not just his father get taken but he saw how the police came illegally raided his house um how the police ruthlessly uh took his mother and his grandmother um how they behaved with them so that is when he got the attack that is when he got the trauma and he felt ill yours uh you are supposed to be a minor's protector you the police are supposed to protect the people but you the police are committing treason again against your own people um now the police are suddenly so scared that they're being told to go uh without their uniforms and to you know move in plain clothes why why do you attack innocent citizens in the name of politics why are you being politicized why are you allowing yourself to be politicized because you people never entered the police force through merit that's why because a huge number of of uh, the police force are not on merit they are those who were put there parachuted there bribed into their um you know con- they used their connections they used money they used land they used bribery they used blackmail they used so many ways to put unwarranted unqualified people in the law enforcement agencies why so that they could use them today so you see um the reason why i keep on and on saying that the people of pakistan are actually responsible for whatever is happening to them because they let this whole chain continue unbroken for 30 40 years when nawaz sharif and zadari came to, again and again you know first one then the other then one then the other they just came one after the other again and again taking over like a tag team literally tagging each other okay you next okay you next they were coming here to put all these pieces into place to ensure a smooth result to ensure complete control over all the organizations when time comes and that time has now come and they have taken over and they are controlling these organizations and we let them do it by remaining silent for 30 40 years
before anybody starts to you know uh, be a hypocrite and uh, play the uh, but the jewish are right game here um let me tell you one thing uh it is a fact and it will be a fact that will be released in the next in the next few years as all the facts that i've ever mentioned before and whenever people have tried to argue with me and tell me that i'm wrong um after just a few years you know america declassifies its documents and i'm proved right so here's another fact let me tell you um before you try to say that no it is this and no it is that all uh, this whole situation that is created this deliberate uh, attack and harassment on women on children on older people on the elderly in other words and on uh, family members of pti members um this whole deliberate harassment violence aggression and attack kidnapping sexual harassment is simply uh directly under the orders of maryam nawaz understand this maryam nawaz directly gave these orders and who gave these orders to maryam nawaz the american government you can see as i've said it time and again you can see the hidden hand of america because these things have never been done these things are not part of our society they're not part of our culture if you can understand this is something that is why people keep on and on saying that this is not us why because even in the worst of dictatorship times in pakistan no women no children no elderly were ever touched it was deemed to be the lowest of the low you know you had to be the lowest of the low to do such a thing and nobody ever dared to do such a thing and especially not openly especially not like this this is an american pattern as you can see this this is very clearly an american and an israeli pattern that you can see this is something that israel taught india to do in kashmir and they actually trained the indian army to do in kashmir and then they worked with pakistani army and they made them they made our army and our law enforcement and our intelligence agencies to do this to us but again that does not uh allow our agencies and our politicians to evade or issue their responsibility no they are equal parts responsible for even agreeing to do such a thing the fact that they do not believe in god is very obvious by the way they have been behaving uh, towards their own people the fact that they their god is money and they do not believe in the hereafter they do not believe in accountability they do not believe in justice they do not believe in hell in hell and heaven and they believe that once they are dead there's nothing ahead and that is that belief is very obvious in the way they are behaving in their attitude and they know they know that what they're doing uh, is is the is that they have gone to a point of no return which i keep on saying um and there will be no forgiveness if they think that they will somehow manage to get things back to normal that will never happen um the people of pakistan will never forget this they will never forgive this and the people of pakistan have you know um shed the myth you know that myth that the establishment and the army had about you know about how nobody would ever be able to uh touch them or go against them and you know 
that they are all time favorites yeah that myth is broken the people of pakistan are very openly anti establishment very openly anti army um anti government and anti judiciary at the moment as well why because the judiciary as i said is largely responsible for allowing these people to come into play and then the judiciary is incompetent it cannot even fight against them properly and the judiciary has been so incompetent it could not ensure the safety of those people who were illegally kidnapped and detained by the military and by the establishment by the intelligence agencies and which as a result has caused the death of amar due to severe depression and it has caused the you know it has caused trauma to other children who are probably going through acute grief syndrome as well you know you don't know what the other children have gone through or are going through um the fact that even the doctors uh you know and, and even other people really concerned concerned people even in the school and everywhere it has been put to evidence that this child is so grief stricken because he was so attached to his father that he just kept on calling out for his father um and according to the doctors if only he would be allowed to just see his father and spend a little time with him then he might have gotten better um and knowing that knowing that the judiciary was incompetent they could not get his father back to him the army uh showed its true colors as dogs of america because you have to be a dogs of america or any other country um in order to uh you know commit treason against your own people in order to bite your own master um so we are the real masters but we are being bitten which means that the real master is somewhere else the fact that maryam nawaz after going on a killing spree and after committing genocide and encouraging and inciting violence and aggression and hate uh and division amongst her people which is the british way so again that's why you see the hidden hand of america because america is following the british divide and rule formula and you know suddenly maryam nawaz runs away with four huge trunks huge enough to have two bodies per trunk uh and, and you know uh with all the illegal gains and the plunder and the loot that she's taken with her to england after inciting all of this she's run away to england why why doesn't she have the guts now to face us and nawaz sharif is going around barking about you know uh he's such an asshole seriously and he's such a moron that he actually thinks that if he mimics um you know imran khan and if he uh creates the slogan that you know i'm anti establishment then he would gain imran khan's vote and popularity uh you know the, he is absolutely wrong first of all everybody knows that he's the establishment's dog and the dog in turn is you know he's a lap dog of america and then you know he feeds all that pork that america sends um he he keeps a large portion of that pork with himself and he feeds the rest to the army and the intelligence agency the law enforcement agencies his politicians you know and the establishment so you know he is their dog they are his dog and he is america's lap dog so it is just a you know a vicious circle here um and 
he actually thinks that people are going to believe him when he talks against the establishment the people are not just against the establishment the people are against the establishment because of nawaz sharif thank you very much the people are against nawaz sharif they're against zardari they're against the establishment because the establishment licked nawaz sharif's ass people are against the army because the army licked maryam nawaz's anus okay and because they are against the law enforcement agencies because who knows how many of them probably had secret fucks with uh, maryam nawaz and the other female members of the sharif family and zardari family who knows okay because these are prostitutes of the highest order um we don't know how many sexual favors they've given and to whom uh you know in order to make them you know listen to them when they have no authority no political standing no authority and yet they're giving orders and people are listening to them yeah so i'm sorry but i am going to be very explicit because facts are facts and sometimes these are the uh, sometimes you cannot use beautiful words to describe a spade okay sometimes you just have to call a spade a spade So yeah I I'm just marveling at this whole scenario everybody's marveling at this whole scenario of how Nawaz Sharif is again beginning his he's displaying his moronity in front of us and he's actually just making us all the more angry in fact I'm uh I'm sure more majority of us are thinking of different ways of how to kill him before he even reaches Pakistan you know where at that point even if we have to destroy a portion of Britain in our uh you know in in our efforts to destroy that man and his family i think pakistanis would find a way to do that okay so in all this mix what about imran khan that's what many people are probably thinking number one listen uh the establishment although they're pretending to be um you know uh such egotists and and narcissists and they're acting as if you know they're just bluffing uh, acting as if you know they don't need imran khan and all but the truth is they are actually literally down on their knees in secret begging imran khan to make a deal with them and he's refusing it they even had a meeting with the president uh, dr arif alvi um you know basically trying to uh probably encourage him to uh you know help them strike a deal with imran khan and everybody knows that's not going to happen um so what is there for imran khan basically imran khan his vote bank is just increasing day by day um i think within these last 24 hours alone um they have increased tenfold he's got about 2 million more votes so he's gained 2 million more votes in just in just these you know last few days you can say and that means that he if there is a free and fair election he would win and this time he would win with an overwhelming majority as in he would literally sweep the whole parliament as well and that the problem that he had the last time round of not having two thirds majority that problem would be solved but again that problem would have been solved the last time round uh but the last time what happened is we know that there was a partial rigging to ensure that he couldn't get two thirds majority so that he could just remain more or less a puppet um and they could tie his hands down um so it would be even more dangerous for the treacherous establishment the treacherous army the treacherous law enforcement and all these pdm a holes it would be even more dangerous for them if there is if 
there occurs a free and fair election. And so as we know, Zardari had already begun his rigging game. Um, Nawaz Sharif on the other side was uh, beginning his own method of rigging, which was uh, more tagging the establishment and the army, as always, to do his dirty job. Um, so, yeah, that's why actually people are not going to vote mostly uh, if the elections do, in fact, uh, occur. So why? Because number one, we know that there is again going to be rigging and we want to see what they can do um, if we refuse to vote. Um, we, we, we would love to see where they produce all those fake votes from, um, which they have done before many times, a million times. That is the only way Nawaz Sharif and Zadari have ever won any elections, even Benazir Bhutto, sorry to say. But they have always only ever uh, won the elections through rigging and through uh, falsifying vote counts and uh, through fake votes. And the army always had a huge role to play in it. So um, this time, um, you know, again, if the, if the elections do actually happen, um, and which, you know, President Arif Alvi was uh, saying that it would be best in, in everybody's best interests to have all the elections in one day, you know, instead of doing it section by section. Um, but in any case, no matter how the elections happen and no matter when they happen, people are not going to vote especially if Imran Khan is not going to be a participant, number one. Uh, number two, even if he is a participant, uh, a large number of his followers and voters may choose not to vote because, again, they do not trust the system. They do not trust the state managers. They do not trust the judiciary. You understand? So on paper, Imran Khan stands... At a, at a very good place but in reality he and the rest of us we um, we are all on one side and we have got a handful of traitors on the other side and Imran Khan alone cannot fix uh, this shit really and I think that people need to stop expecting him to fix their shit uh, one man cannot clean up the feces worth of 50 years seriously or 30 years or even 40 years and if you go if you talk about collective shit it's as old as 70 years one man cannot clean 70 years worth of feces you know uh, you just have to uproot the whole commode you have to uproot the whole plumbing system you have to uproot the whole bathroom and make everything all over again and you know, here's a good point pointed out by one of the uh, senior journalists, uh, Sami Ibrahim, that, uh, you know, which is worth, worth really thinking about. He points out the hypocrisy that you catch the Indian spy Abhinandan and you can, you know, get him seated in a civilized way and give him a cup of tea and make him feel at home. But you couldn't send an innocent man on whom you have, uh, you know, you've just illegally uh, detained and there are no charges proven against him yet. He's innocent until declared guilty. And the courts are not even, uh, you know, the according to the courts, there is no real case against him. And there is, you know, he, he hasn't even been to trial yet. 
and you you couldn't even let him see his son not even on his deathbed that is the that if that doesn't scream treason and hypocrisy i don't know what does really um i would straight out call it hypocrisy i would straight out call it treason that you treat your own citizens like this and you treat an enemy state's spy in a different way which obviously again reminds us of you know what happened to Canada and India as Canadian prime minister accuses the Indian government very openly of sending a spy uh you know of sending one of their raw agents to Canada to commit murder now the canadian prime minister i would li- really love to know uh what help he gets with this you know will america will britain will australia help the canadian prime minister get justice for his uh, citizen or will they also make a liar out of him and uh you know side with india because after all right now they have very very important operations going on within india both against pakistan as well as in preparation to um you know against russia and in the future uh in 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 the near future against china um using kashmir as their base so india is basically preparing occupied kashmir um you know to be their base so what is what's going to happen there um what are we going to see you know i would really love to know that now here also i'll cite the irony and the hypocrisy which is something that i've cited previously in my podcast so i'll try to make it a little more clear here um so basically canadian government did not confront the pakistani illegal government um on the illegal kidnap and detainment of citizens of in pakistan who actually are also canadian citizens neither neither did the american government in fact they both basically worked with our uh, establishment and they let them get away with it as we know the granddaughter of uh the former chief of army staff janjua she is still detained and she's an american citizen um the only country that actually took up the matter and not just uh for dual citizens or australian citizens but for pakistani citizens and their rights is australia australia was the is the only country that has ever been vocal about what happened to imran khan about what's happening to the people of pakistan um but britain obviously because britain is behind it america is behind it so britain and america um just allowed their citizens to be tortured to be sexually harassed to be detained to be kidnapped to be forcefully disappeared and canadian government as well did nothing um many there are many dual nationals here who have canadian uh nationality and many in fact a huge majority of the of them are pti uh members or pti voters or supporters uh, and again you know you never saw canada come forward and as, as i said you know when it's when it's us and you 
you ignore the issue and you know you try to just throw you know you try to turn a blind eye and pretend it's not happening then next it will be your turn so um maryam nawaz orders the assassination of veteran journalist investigative journalist arshad sharif and it happens all the way in kenya with mind it with the direct involvement and cooperation of the cia so the isi and the cia worked together and assassinated the man in kenya all the way in kenya and obviously everybody was quiet nobody took the matter up uh obviously america wouldn't take the matter up you know no other country talked about it and obviously that gave india the guts to do the same they decided to send their agent all the way to canada to kill somebody who th- they thought was a danger to their own government because he was a sikh and obviously because sikhs are fighting they have always been fighting for a separate state um and you know if they had actually worked with qaid azam that time like the bengalis did they would have had their own state but that time um they betrayed qaid azam and you know later on they betrayed uh, the people of pakistan as well they were um the ones who committed all all those all that bloodshed against pakistanis who were migrating to pakistan from punjab from india so that time you know the these uh, the sikh community the punjabi people of india that time they refused uh, you know at the 11th hour they refused to work with jinnah and well now they are regretting their decision big time um you know now they are probably wishing that they had actually worked with him and they would have been a separate state today uh so but now they're in this eternal struggle of uh, you know fighting for their own state against india and uh, because of that you know india thinks that anybody who supports or gives uh, any uh, you know any any form of support or you know any refuge to the sikh people the sikh community that that person is india's number one enemy and that is why india has been behaving very badly towards the canadian prime minister who has basically been pro sikh in his um you know in his entire uh, i mean this is basically you can say his entire uh, uh, you know take on uh, india's politics and on india's punjab and its politics so he's basically regarded as a supporter of the sikh community as a supporter of the freedom fighters uh, of punjab india's punjab um that is why you know he is the eternal enemy of modi and modi's government and so uh you know now when modi actually gets an agent to go and kill you know an alleged national interest danger you know because he happened to be sikh and he although he had migrated to canada years ago and you know he's a canadian citizen but or i should say he was a canadian citizen because now he's dead um so i mean you know um obviously 
um now canada can do nothing about it and obviously nobody is now going to at least not from our side because we are so busy with our own problems i doubt anybody from pakistan is even going to bother with what happened in canada or to a canadian citizen why because the canadian government did not bother about its own citizens in pakistan okay so it's funny it's funny how suddenly the prime minister of canada um has a huge problem with how a canadian citizen um was killed on canadian soil when it didn't seem to have any problems about how canadian citizens are being tortured and detained illegally in pakistan so what's the point of having a canadian passport if the canadian government cannot protected citizens what's the point of having an american passport if the american government literally discriminates amongst its own citizens and it if if it was a white assed uh american then they would you know they would uh, forget you know they would say screw red tape and they would go through all lengths uh and and jump through all hoops just to get those people protection but if it is um a black american or if it is an asian american then you know to hell with them it doesn't matter what happens to them in another country i mean that is discrimination so why would you spend all that money and effort and investment um in these countries um when their governments are going to discriminate against you at the end of the day anyway they take your money you know they take your uh, hard work they take your youth they take everything um and they just give you a passport and then they can't even protect you uh because suddenly you're no longer um you know uh, their problem if something happens to you god forbid in another country or you know yeah uh, look at the irony here look at the hypocrisy here so as i said you know canada it's your turn now you need to face it um we're facing it um you were in there to protect your people here in pakistan well you couldn't even protect somebody in your own country so i guess y- your passport isn't worth much is it so i think i've given um a lot of um you know points that are you know food for thought just think about them just consider them um objectively okay because i do believe um that one always has to be objective that is the only way one can actually um understand the core issue behind a problem and then once you know what actually has caused a problem what's behind a problem then you know how to solve it the right way um and the core issue here is that you cannot be a hypocrite you cannot you know choose um you know uh, when to be uh, w- you know moral and when to be uh, you know morally blind you know you cannot say that if it's happening in palestine it's okay because you know the jews have an excuse they don't number 1 no, uh, number 2 again the british are behind it the british have created the this 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 bloodshed in palestine uh, and so did america america continued to finance it right and so you cannot say that you know the jews are right but the indians are wrong and the pakistanis are wrong but the indians are right you know and canada is right and america is right and australia is right you know and britain is right you can't do that okay you have to you have to just sit down and realize um that your governments 
have been discriminating against other countries and their governments, that your governments have been interfering with other countries, which will obviously give the right to, of, to other countries to interfere with your countries and your governments, because that is definitely going to happen one day. Okay, today India has shown that it can do it. Um, what's going to stop Pakistan? If Pakistan suddenly, you know, um, just turns the tables around and if Pakistan gets back on its feet um, and if Pakistan decides to hell with everybody and if Pakistan becomes so powerful, which it was meant to be originally, um, then if Pakistan suddenly decides, okay, you know what, America has always been interfering with us. I think it's about time we do the same now. It's about time we change some of the key players within the American establishment so that they should work according to Pakistani's national interest. How would you like that? And it will happen, as I said. It will One day it will happen. Why? Because what goes around comes around. Um, America cannot continue to interfere with other countries um, without consequences. And American citizens need to bear that in mind. Um, similarly, uh, Canadian government that was discriminating against its own citizens who are being tortured in Pakistan, now it suddenly is giving voice to um, an Indian Canadian killed on Canadian soil and the Indian government doesn't give a rat's ass about it, you know, so nobody's listening. Similarly, you know, um, when things will go bad in America, nobody is going to come forward. In fact, by the time things go absolutely bad in America, nobody will even want to go forward and help America. Not even India. Not even that very India that America actually turned into this huge global market. India is very good at backstabbing. India will obviously cite its own national interest as it should, as it should. And it will, you know, stab America in the back. And it will turn away, you know, it will not be there for America when America will be drowning, which it will. Because as I said, what goes around comes around. It's, it's your life cycle. That's how the world works. So similarly, you know, all those countries that have been actively involved in interfering with other countries will be interfered with at one point. India has been constantly interfering within Pakistan as well. And that is why America may think that because we're working with India on this joint operation against Pakistan and against Russia and against China, you know, so, you know, we're going to be, you know, bonded tightly. Yeah, no. When the time comes, India is going to throw you away um, just the same way um, that you have thrown your allies away. So... This, this is something that people really need to think about and this is uh, and also another thing that people need to understand and people I don't know why they refuse to understand it despite historical evidence. We have the real power because we're large in numbers. It is impossible for a larger number to be defeated by a smaller number unless it wishes to. When we choose to let a small number of people uh, act as wolves and we prefer to be sheep then we are running towards our own demise but the day we decide to bite those wolves in the behind those wolves will not even be able to do anything about it because we are larger in numbers there is a reason why we say majority is authority so I cannot believe that 
the population of America or the population of Pakistan or the population of India cannot subdue their own governments if need be. It's impossible. Um, in, the, in the old ages when there was no technology and there was no communication, and by communication I mean no you know, easy modes of communication, um, in those days people could do it. So why can't we do it in today's global age of digital technology, of information technology, of vast communication modes? Why can't we? That's what I want to know. So this is me signing out. Khuda Hafiz.